And now let's continue with Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, probably the best constitutional uh, professor out there, Professor Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, um, you and I talked a little bit ago right when this news broke. Now we have word of the seven different counts. Read me uh, your thoughts on where this is headed. Well, unless this is the strongest indictment uh, for obstruction of justice in the history of this country, unless this is as strong as the case against Richard Nixon, who we know uh, engaged in bribery, destruction of evidence, etc. Unless it's that kind of case, this will really destroy the rule of law. It's the first time in American history, obviously, that a man running for president against the incumbent has been indicted by the incumbent's party by the man who the incumbent president appointed. Uh, it, it, it shocks me that this uh, indictment came forward unless, you know, they have a videotape of him destroying evidence or an audio tape of him saying he's obstructing justice. These kinds of cases, possessing material, not returning it. If he, in fact, declassified them or reasonably believed he declassified them, then that wouldn't be a crime at all. And so this seems like an extremely weak case. Now, I want to wait until I see the indictment that will come down, hopefully, on Tuesday. We'll be able to parse every word and see whether there is a strong case. But from everything I've seen now, it seems like one of the weakest obstruction cases I've ever seen. It seems parallel in the federal court to the horrible indictment that came forward in the New York state court. And if these are the kinds of indictments that Democrats are bringing against the Republican candidate for president, I have to tell you, look, I'm a Democrat. I want to see Donald Trump lose fair and square. I want to see Biden win fair and square. I do not want to see my right to vote against Donald Trump denied by prosecutors, judges, jurors, uh, and bureaucrats. I want the American system to prevail where we, the people, decide who the next president should be, not some attorney general or judge. Absolutely. And everybody, we're talking to Professor Alan Dershowitz, a great constitutional scholar. You know, it's stunning, Professor Dershowitz. I think you hit it on the head. How can anybody trust that this is a legitimate prosecution? Um, as we're hearing right now, the timing of it seems suspect. And the fact that we are in the throes of the election season, this is the leading candidate on the GOP side, leaps and bounds. And we know that, of course, President Biden appoints Merrick Garland, the head attorney general there at DOJ. Um, so as we are looking at all of that and the timing of this, how does this interfere? Do you believe uh, that this does interfere with the election process? Well, there's no doubt about that. If you go by the usual schedules that criminal cases go by, this case should come to trial either just before or during or right after uh, the election. It turns the election in some respects into a plebiscite. How many people want to see Donald Trump die in prison, spend the rest of his life in prison? Uh, how many people think that it's an unfair charge against them? Well, Americans should be voting on the economy, on foreign policy, on the climate, on basic issues that we care about. We shouldn't be turning this election into who's more criminal, the Trump administration or the Biden administration. That should be something that should be decided outside the context of elections and campaigns. You know, there are Justice Department regulations that say that indictments should be timed to make sure that they're not having an impact on the election. We saw that happen with with Clinton, that unfortunately with Hillary Clinton, unfortunately for me, because I voted for her, 
uh, the uh, head of the FBI made a statement that may have impacted the election. I didn't like that. Uh, and I don't like it anymore when it's somebody I vote against who's being hurt in the election. I want the American public to be able to decide on the basis of the issues that are most important to Americans, not whether or not somebody held on to classified material. Look, he had the right to believe that he was entitled to hold on to this material. Maybe he was wrong about that, but that doesn't give rise to an obstruction of justice. So, you know, there's still a possibility. Maybe the indictment will have more information and a smoking gun. But unless it has a real smoking gun, this is not something that's consistent with the American rule of law. And uh, Professor Alan Dershowitz, too, I think about all the different times that we have seen presidents. uh, And by the way, uh, under Joe Biden, he was a senator taking classified documents with the, I mean, look at that. That's what I'm saying. And look at the history here. I mean, this is amazing. This moment that that the first time ever in U.S. history you're going to go after a current or former president is tied to classified documents. Doesn't this seem stunning? Well, what's even worse is they're making it a crime for somebody like Donald Trump not to roll over the way Biden did. Biden, to his credit, said, I'm going to cooperate here. It's all back. You do whatever you want. That's not what the Constitution requires of American citizens. We're entitled to fight prosecutors. I make a living doing that. Um, For 60 years, I've been fighting prosecutors. I've been making it harder for them to convict people. I plead the Fifth Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Sixth Amendment. I never cross the line, obviously, into criminal conduct. But, you know, I play hardball. And, and, and I think this Justice Department feels, as somebody said just on a television show recently, well, he jerked around the Justice Department. It's not a crime to jerk around the Justice Department. Lawyers do that all the time. It's a crime to destroy evidence. It's a crime to tamper with evidence. It's a crime to approach witnesses and threaten them or bribe them. Those are crimes. But holding on to documents that you believe you might have had the right to have in the first place, That's not the kind of crime that the man running for president against the incumbent should be charged with. One thousand percent. Professor Dershowitz, thank you very, very much for being here on this huge news night. Thank you, my friend, for joining us. Thank you, my friend. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.